Good morning, everyone. I'm R.W. Estella with a word in edgewise. Today is September 9th, the 252nd day of 2019, which has us ever nearing 2020, now only 113 days away. Heavenward, our most obvious celestial event this week will be the full moon occurring in down east Maine at just a half hour past midnight between Friday and Saturday. Because this full moon will be the closest our soon-to-arrive autumnal equinox, we call it the harvest moon. Other names for it include the corn moon and the barley moon, as those are crops harvested at this time of year. Atmospherically big in the news this week, of course, has been Hurricane Dorian, bringing new meaning to the word massive, a word whose nearest origin is in the French massif, meaning very large or severe or heavy or solid, all certainly applicable to Dorian. Perhaps this was best graphically displayed in the image NASA astronaut Christian Koch captured Monday a week ago from more than 200 miles above Earth as he was orbiting our planet in the International Space Station. At the time, Dorian's eye was about 12 miles in diameter, and tropical force winds extended about 120 miles from the center of the storm, making for an overall storm diameter of almost 250 miles. For us here in New England, that would mean a circular storm with one edge over Bangor and the other edge over Boston. Today, 62 years ago, President Dwight Eisenhower signed the Civil Rights Act of 1957, which was the first federal civil rights legislation passed since the Civil Rights Act of 1875 during the post-Civil War era known as the Reconstruction. The Act of 1957 established the Civil Rights Division in the Justice Department and empowered federal officials to prosecute individuals who conspired to deny or abridge another citizen's right to vote. The Act also created a six-member U.S. Civil Rights Commission charged with investigating allegations of voter infringement. Above all, the upshot was that the Civil Rights Act of 1957 signaled a growing federal commitment to the cause of civil rights. The fact that almost a century had passed since the Emancipation Proclamation of 1862 reminds us how slowly the general consciousness of human beings evolves. Although, interestingly, important waypoints in the evolution of that consciousness sometimes arise almost simultaneously on opposite sides of our planet. Such was the case with the emancipation of the serfs in Russia. Occurring in 1861, one year before the U.S. Emancipation Proclamation. In 1861, serfdom, the system which tied the Russian peasants irrevocably to their landlords, was abolished by, the, by Tsar Alexander's imperial command. Alexander, who was Tsar from 1855 to 1881, shared with his father, Nicholas I, a conviction that American slavery was inhumane. Growing up during that era in Russia was Count Leo Tolstoy, who was born today back in 1828 in Tula, Russia, about 200 kilometers south of Moscow. Following the death of his parents, young Tolstoy was raised by relatives. When he finished his education, he was supposed to manage his family's estate, but he preferred the social life of Moscow 
and St. Petersburg, where Tolstoy had acquired a wild set of friends who threw parties and provided plenty of distractions. Eventually, biographer Ed Morrow tells us, Tolstoy grew annoyed with himself and joined his brother in the Russian army to get away from his friend's bad influence. Tolstoy served in the Caucasus, among the Crocuses, where he filled his off hours writing his first novel, titled Childhood. Military upper, upper echelon transferred him to the Danube front, where he saw combat during the Crimean War, after which he left the service. But then his novel had become a success, and Tolstoy was on his way to immortality as one of the most renowned of Russian writers, leaving us along the way such works as Anna Karenina and War and Peace. Today is also the birthday in 1925 of Cliff Robertson, in 1941 of Otis Redding, and in 1962 of Christy McNichol. And speaking of things to remember this week, we might all find a moment sometime on Wednesday, September 11th, to launch a cosmic thought or two in memoriam of 911, 18 years ago in New York City. And that sunny September Tuesday, about to register a level of horrific discord unprecedented in the 21st century American Northeast. For more on Omain, I'm R.W. Estella with a word in Edgewise. Here's to one of our fine remaining summer days.